Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO, free impartial advice on all your debt. This is Coop and Catherine's for Eiffel TV in association with MTK Global. It's Thursday of fight week, Ben Formella, joined by Edward Hearn. Nice of you to make an appearance in the box. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. I've been busy. Been busy making a few small flights this week. Uh, was with AJ yesterday in Sheffield. Down here, ready for a big card on Saturday. I'm very, very excited about the undercard, but it's particularly about the main event. And I'm quite nervous, but that's a good thing. It means we're going to get a great fight. So if you're not on the phone to AJ, you're with him. I was, with, I was with him. I was with him. That was great. I mean, um, I always like to go up just a few weeks out just to see him. Probably getting a bit tired now. I like to lift his spirits and just watch him work because he's looking absolutely sensational. Looking sensational. I really think you are going to see a brilliant performance from Anthony Joshua against Kubrat Pulev. Okay. When you say brilliant, do you mean like the vicious, brutal Anthony I think, Joshua? Yeah, but, but more of a dissectment and then a, and then a brutal, brutal, brutal ending. That's what I believe. Maybe not, but that's what I believe. Um, how long was you talking to him for? Was there for two and a half hours. Okay, so you would definitely would have spoken about Deontay Wilder to him, 100%. No. Come I'm sorry, on. promise, I promise, no. Well, you did not, in two and a half hours, you never mentioned, like, Wilder's interview the other day or anything to Joshua? I don't think we mentioned, oh, the only thing, so I don't think we mentioned any heavyweights, that's a lie, because we did, we talked about sparring and bringing a couple more people in. Anyone else? Oh, we mentioned Fury not fighting. That was it. But we didn't mention Deontay. I have talked to him previously about Deontay Wilder, but not yesterday. Sorry. Okay, just wondered. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Let's. First of all, I interviewed you on Tuesday, and my last question to you was about Callum Smith mm. and Canelo, and you kind of swerved it a little mm. bit, and then a few hours later, it's announced. Yeah, I mean, actually, to be honest with you, I would have swerved you anyway. But at that point, we still had some way to go. It was only really when Canelo woke up and went, I'm announcing my opponent at 11 p.m. UK time, that myself and Sean O'Toole and um, Second to None and Callum Smith and started going, is that us? Because we were close, but we still had things to do. So it was an interesting play for Mr. Alvarez. You know, it was like, have you got someone else or is that just to kick up the, the arse? And um, when his team woke up, we spoke to them and we concluded everything about five minutes before the announcement. So everyone's happy. Um, it's just a huge opportunity. It's a huge fight. Um, and I'm really pleased, particularly, that we got to deliver it for Callum Smith because when you win a world title and you defend it and you're at the absolute peak of your powers, that's when you must get the opportunity to create history and a legacy. And Callum's been searching for this fight for a long time. And it'll be a very proud moment for us because you know, he's a fighter we signed from his debut. He's done it all. He's won English, British, Commonwealth, European, um, world titles. And this is it. Don't get any bigger. And respect to Callum and respect to Canelo because they're doing it during a pandemic. You know, it was announced, what, four weeks before the fight, even though they've all been in camp. 
So, you know, what, what are you laughing at? Nothing, it's just four weeks. You went weird then. Yeah. You went, <laughs> I didn't know what it was. Yeah, four weeks. Mm. Um, so, isn't that not a bit weird for an announcement video to go out where his opponent doesn't know that it's them or not? Yeah, well, it, it didn't go out that we didn't know. It, it was just announced that it was going to go out. So when the video went out, we'd agreed everything. But it was, you know, I guess Canelo does what Canelo wants to do. And what he wanted to do was, I guess he set himself a time frame and said, I want to announce my fight. I know he was talking to a lot of other people, so maybe he had them ready to go. But you know the one thing I say about Canelo Alvarez, which is quite remarkable, just wants to fight the champions and the best you know he had a number of options to fight and he wanted Callum Smith because he wanted his ring magazine belt he knows that Callum Smith is ranked number one in the 168 pound division and you have to respect Canelo Alvarez and you know um, although Callum is the champion going into this fight you know we thank Canelo and Eddie Reynoso for the opportunity because it is the biggest opportunity in boxing you know to get a shot at Canelo or to get a shot at AJ it doesn't come any bigger and now Callum's got He's big chance, big chance. Obviously, as well as Canelo kind of returning to the zone as well, um, yourself and uh, Joe Gallagher working towards the same goal of making sure that Callum Smith comes back with those belts. That of course, listen, I don't have a problem. I mean, look, would, would I have got the fight done if I had to deal with Joe Gallagher on this fight? Probably not uh, as quickly. But, you know, Joe's obviously trains uh, Callum, Callum self-managed. Big shout out to Sean O'Toole, um, who called me 20 times a day um, for two weeks while we were trying to conclude this deal. And well done to well done to the whole team, well done to Joe, you know, to Callum. But you know the the um, without I think and, and a shout out to STN, you know, just launched and got it over the line and, and Sean and Paul. Sean O'Toole was relentless and a real pain in the ass, but without him I wouldn't have got this fight made. Um, so they've all done a great job and now, now it's on. It's the opportunity of a lifetime. As far as you know, who were the other people that were genuinely considered for that date? John Ryder, yeah. Caleb Plant, Yildrin. Um, I don't know who else. You know, I know that there were discussions with Top Rank, with PBC, with Matchroom, and we got it done. And it's massive for us, obviously. Um, you know, the, the American platform with the zone, um, Canelo was a big part of the growth of that platform. And when they all parted ways, you know, you could say, oh, well, it's a huge cost off the shoulders of the zone. But Canelo Alvarez is, you know, the, if not the, you know, him and AJ are viewed as the two biggest stars in terms of global profile in boxing. And now they're both back on the zone. So I think it's massive. For the zone in America, and I think you know, it's going to hit big numbers for them in December. Get the U.S. subscribers back to where they were, and we can go into 2021 really all guns blazing in America. And I've got some big fights planned, and you know, we we will get there. We will get there. I'm talking about the zone in America. I'm talking about Matchroom in America. We will get there, and this is a massive move for them, and and us as well. And, um, you know, I'm excited because I, we went in, all guns blazing, me with my big mouth. You know, we, we paved the way 
but we weren't allowed to walk it because of the pandemic. Now we've regrouped, we've come again. I think the, the boxing landscape is absolutely perfectly poised for us to go in and do our thing. And I'm really, really excited and positive about 2021. So the, the link to location for this is Texas. Mm. Um, will that be the case? Or? Yeah, we're, we're looking at that at the moment. Obviously, look, you know, Canelo, as I said in the interview, is uh, El Jefe. You know, he owns this uh, venture and the fight will be where he would like it to be. He would like it to be at the Alamo Dome in Texas. I reckon we can get Why between. Why not the, the Cowboys? Uh, not available because <laughs> okay. there's a game on that weekend. So between 15 and 20,000, I think, is the capabilities to do in there. And Callum's happy with that. So, you know, um, it would be, it'd be great to bring back fans. For, for matchroom events for the first time. So if, if that's, uh, if the Alamo Dome, if the Texas Commission, if Canelo, if Callum, if everybody's happy, that's what we'll do. What about fans who want to travel from the UK? Difficult. 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 I mean, you know, obviously you need certain requirements to get into the US right now. We'll, make, we'll be making sure Callum and his full team get that, of course. Um, but for fans, it's going to be very difficult for, for British fans to fly in just to watch that fight without the appropriate paperwork or visas. Um, this will be the zone's kind of launch into the UK, not their kind of global launch will start, assuming with Joshua Pulev on himself. Mm. But um, is, is it still the same that the 199 start-off costs for the month in the UK, as far as you know, yeah, I believe so, yeah. us to watch that? Yeah, I believe so. I mean, again, um, you know, when Canelo did his deal for this fight, that was his agreement with the zone. And I believe the price point will be will be the same for that introductory period, however long that is. So um, I'm sure there'll be more announcements about that in due course. I will ask um, who's here as well, Adam Smith, about this. But what was mm. obviously Sky's reaction to the fact that obviously Canelo and I think, Smith's on design? I think um, you know Sky would love to do every fight they could. You know um, Lomachenko, Lopez, Brooke Crawford, but you know. Their schedule is extremely impressive with White Povetkin and Usyk Jazor and AJ coming in as well. Um, you know, although Callum spent a long period off Sky with the World Boxing Super Series, three of his last four fights have been off Sky. We do still consider him as a you know Sky fighter. That's where he built his career. So, but obviously when you're fighting Canelo, it's you know a lot of things change. And ultimately, Canelo did Canelo did a global deal with the Zone, and we are whilst the opponent and you know i'd like to think of us as the a side in the fight we're not and you know ultimately callum got a life-changing opportunity both financially and more importantly to create history and, and achieve something that he's always dreamed of and uh you know we won't let politics get in the way of of that fight and that opportunity being presented to financially wise how different is it from like the original numbers that have been quoted, like post uh, pre-pandemic. Um, not not overly different. I mean, you know, obviously we know Canelo is used to drawing huge numbers at the gate, so perhaps he won't be earning as much as he would do if it was a full gate. And Callum Smith, you know, Callum Smith always pushed this fight, and he has changed the goalposts, not just. Uh, in the pandemic, but pre-pandemic, actually, of what of what his number was, and we're all very happy. You know, he got to a point. I mean, he, you know, 
again, going back to Callum and Sean, they played hardball. They really did. You know, they got the max. They really got the max. They couldn't have got another dollar. So I think he should be happy. And I know the money's always important, but this is more than that for, for Callum and Joe. This is, this, is, this is major. You know, this is a historic moment for Callum Smith to go on. And, you know, as I said, every fighter who gets to the peak when they win a world title, they need to get the opportunity to, to test themselves and see how good they can be. And this is Callum Smith's. The, the list of British opponents on yeah. Canelo's resume yeah. is like, incredible. Uh, obviously, he's beaten them all, but is this, would you say, not the first real fight, because he's been in with the likes of Amir Khan mm. and obviously whoever else, but where people are actually looking at this fight going, do you know what, Smith's got a, a good shot in he's this. He's got a great shot. I mean, Canelo's pound for pound number one. I mean, he's a brilliant fighter, but Callum Smith's a great fighter. He's, a, he's huge compared to Canelo. He punches very, very hard. And, you know, if Canelo wants to find his way on the inside, he's, it's a dangerous spot to be in. You saw against the bigger man in Kovalev. Kovalev was controlling that fight until Canelo produced the goods. And Callum won't fade like that. You know, he's, he's a young, fit guy who's in his prime. So, again, you have to look at the resume of Canelo Alvarez, and he just wants to fight the champions. I mean, he fought the IBF middleweight world champion last May. Then he fought the WBO light heavyweight champion in September. Now he's fighting the WBA and Ring Magazine super middleweight world champion. And these are all fights straight off the bat. It's an incredible feat, and that's what he wants to do. Um, and, you know, we want at some point a Brit to beat him. Because after Rocky Fielding and after Danny Jacobs, I know Danny Jacobs is obviously US, but Matram fighter, he said to me after Danny Jacobs fight, who you got next for me? That's what he said. I said I've got Callum Smith, Billy Joe Saunders, John Ryder, Gennady Golovkin. And that's really, I think he's looking at this situation and that, that's his list. You know, we'll see John Ryder's going to get a big opportunity. This is... On, the, on that card? He'd it, be on that card or there'll be a show the night before as well that we're working on in America. But basically, Canelo Alvarez is the WBA regular champion and now he's fighting for the super title. So I believe John Ryder will now get a shot at that WBA world title, um, probably against Dimitri Chudinov. And we're talking to the WBA about that now. So, but he's going to box in December regardless, um, and then go and fight for fight Chudinov after that. So, is that show you're looking to do the night before a matchroom show? Nothing to do with Canelo, yes, or yes, in yeah. America. Yeah. Okay. Um, Who else could feature? Well, on that? actually, I say it's a matchroom show. Not, not really, actually, but it's, it's a big name. Okay. Interesting. Mm. Come on, Edward. Flying, mate. Flying. No, come on. Tell us a bit oh, more. Right, no. That's no secret, it's Gennady Golovkin, isn't it? So um, that's what we're planning on doing. We're just trying to tie up the date and everything where we'll go Golovkin on the Friday night, Canelo on the Saturday night. It's exciting times, mm. Edward. Um, okay, let's talk about this card. Yes. Ben Formella, mm. Tom Little Babbage. Yeah. <laughs> he's, I think, he's pumped for this little. To be honest, the thing, is, the thing is with Tom Little is he can really fight but he's always out of shape and he's never given proper notice. So in all these fights, like when he boxed Dubois and Hergovic and Majidov, he has three or four weeks and he, he's already out of shape before he goes into that camp. For this fight, he knew it was coming and he's had a solid eight, 10 week camp. And this is a 50-50 fight. Tom, I know a lot of people will watch Tom Little against, you know, maybe Majidov and go, nah, he can really fight. And we're gonna find out about Babich, and I'm just looking at the pair of them now on that poster, and 
I'm really excited. This is a real test for Babbage, and there's a lot of people in boxing who think, I mean, what is Tom Little, like nine to one to win? That it's obscene, obscene value. Our partners this, this week, William Hill, of course, and uh, if you're gonna be punting responsibly, then the value in Tom Little is there with our partners, William Hill. But don't shoot the messenger. Um, huge pressure for Conor Ben going into this Massive, as well. massive. I mean, you know, and also just looking at that, huge pressure as well for Fabio Wardley. Now, Lati's a dangerous geezer, can really punch. I mean, he's shown himself against um, Dubois, thought he did well in that fight. I thought he did well against Gorman, took the kitchen sink, never got hurt in that fight, can punch himself. It's a big fight for Fabio Wardley. But for Conor Ben, like I say, nervous because I never expected Conor Ben to necessarily be at this level. You know, Formella is well above European level, um, world level, fringe world level. But coming off 12 rounds with Sean Porter and not really hurting that fight, always firing back, comes over here with a big team of people. They're bang up for it. Shout out to Errol Seelan, EC Boxing. Great to be working with him, done a great job. Great fight. Conor Ben's always in great fights, but this is, you know, when he boxed Payne on, you know, it was like, you sort of step up to a level and you think, blimey, he's, he's nowhere near there yet. But what we've seen, the risky thing is, because he's been out for over a year, what we've seen in the gym makes us think and makes Tony think that he's ready for this level now. But we haven't seen that in the ring. That makes sense. We've not necessarily seen anything, maybe in his last performance, that says Conor Ben's going to go in there and do a job on Formella. I mean, if Sean Porter can't get Formella out of there in 12 rounds, it, it could be unlikely that Conor can. But listen, we'll see Saturday night. Um, and then the rest of the card is made up of Sean Kearns against uh, Liam Davies. Yeah, and English bantamweight title. Ben and Jess Smith against Ben Riders. Ben Riders. Yeah. yeah, I mean, two, those two fights, I keep wanting to start the show with a tear-up with two guys that it means the world to, right? And, um, the, you know, the English bantamweight title is perfect for that. Massive opportunity for both. The ridings against Jez Smith fight, that's a bit of fun. And what happened there is Hopi Price couldn't fight uh, this weekend, had to pull out. And then I phone around the matchmakers. Ross phone around the matchmakers and says, who have you got who just could not give a fuck? And we'll go in there and we'll have an absolute tear up. And the names that popped out were Jez Smith, because he's always up for a fight, always in great fights. And Rydins, who said, oh, he's 2-0, but this kid apparently can really fight. I mean, he shouldn't be fighting like someone like Jez Smith at this stage in his career. He's a complete novice. Let him go in and make a name for himself. It's going to be a lot of fun, that fight. And then, of course, Fabio Wardley against uh, Larty, Little against uh, Babich, and then Conor Ben. It's going to be a good night. Um, the 12th of December. Yeah. Um, Anthony Joshua. I saw you make some comments the other day about when you asked about like a backup plan mm. to that, uh, like replacement opponents. No, 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 no replacement opponents planned. Okay. So, it, you know, it's very difficult. Obviously, look, it's a, it's a mandatory defence. Um, it's very difficult to bring in another fighter that's going to be of the credibility of Kubrat Pulev. Um, so, 
yeah, you take your chances. You know, the, I think the higher the level you go up for these fights, when you talk about COVID, all these guys are getting their tests daily or every other day. So it gives you a lot more security. Um, and yeah, it's going to be fingers crossed. But I heard you say there's always a chance of pullouts for any fights, but when it's coming to this situation here, you're almost in a 50-50. No, what I said was, I said that there's a 50-50 chance that a fight on the card will fall through now. Not there's a 50-50 chance AJ could pull through, not in the slightest. In fact, the fact that the testing procedures that those kind of camps are under might be 5% or even less, but we have, I mean, this week, again, touch wood, we had no positive COVID tests, which is a right result. Um, but we do know it's possible. And uh, unfortunately, same with Canelo against Callum Smith. You know, same with all these fights, AJ. It can happen. But at that level, it's unlikely. Did you see um, Dana White's comments on Bob Arum? He hates Bob Arum, doesn't he? Dana absolutely brutalises Bob Aaron. Bob Aaron's actually had a bit of a stinker. But you know what? Bob Aaron don't care. Do you know? He's not like... I mean, I didn't slag him off. I just said I, I think what he said was wrong. Terence Crawford's come out and gone, yeah. please release me. Dana White's come out and called him a fucking... What was it? Bitch. Arsehole. Scumbag. Scumbag. Bob don't care. Just bounces off him. He's like a rhinoceros, isn't he? He's got skin like a rhinoceros. He's, so he's, he's been there, he's seen all that, he couldn't care less what people, the guy's 89 years of age. And what he's doing with Crawford is, he's just, he's giving his opinion and he don't give a fuck. He does not care. And he'll be saying to them, I think he's done another interview on Crawford's comments and everyone, and he's gone, well, I don't care. I'm not losing any more money on Terence Crawford. So, but the one thing you've got to understand is, is of course, as a promoter, you want to make the show to make money, ultimately, you make money out of a fighter, really. So you've got to respect that. And you've also got to understand that sometimes it goes the other way, you know? It's not just give me, you know, take money from a fighter, take money. One, you have to invest money from a fighter, which he's done. But the problem what Bob's finding is, Bob has invested along the way, and when Crawford's become a pound for pound star, he's still losing money. So therefore, the model is wrong. But ultimately, it's not Terence Crawford's fault. You know, people saying, well, Bob should be promoting him. Yeah, that's true, but ultimately, Terence is trying to get the best deal he can. And Bo Mack and his management team, and Bob's paying it. So don't blame Terence that you're paying him all this money. Blame yourself. And I think Bob's got to a stage now where he's gone, I ain't doing it anymore. So when Terence Crawford's contract expires or when they agree to part company, there's going to be a free-for-all. And we'll be in that free-for-all trying to sign him because he's pound for pound great. But, but going back to Bob, just don't care. He don't care. Why would you care at 90 or whatever he is? You know, I mean, you know, he's just got to enjoy his life till, till you know, it's, uh, it's, he's no longer with us. And he's, he's a, you can't have a pop with uh, Bob, really, because he is what he is. And Bob's going to do what Bob wants to do. Have you... Invited Fury to the AJ Pulev fight? No. But I believe he might be there in some capacity. In what capacity? I don't know. Doing the ring cards? Oh, what capacity? Uh, maybe working. I mean, there's a, there's a huge global 
broadcast presence. So, but I have matchroom. I've not invited Tyson Fury. Welcome to come. Block me on Twitter. Still. Yeah. I was going to get him on my podcast, but. But what? I don't know. Gonna send him, it's gonna slide in his DMs, but then he blocked me. So, oh. well, sure, he's run you before, so true, yeah. Um, no, I didn't know when it was one of them situations like I he's think more than welcome, you know. But it's difficult, we can't just invite, you know, we're in a closed environment unless we get procedure for fans. So, if he's working in a broadcast environment, it's a lot easier that we can get him in and you know, make sure everything's safe. Because when you had Klitschko at one of those Joshua fights, was it uh, Takam? What was it? Yeah, it was, wasn't it? What? The Klitschko there, and the fight was announced after the... No, the Takam fight was after the Klitschko fight, oh, so it's probably the... not that one. Which one? Molina. Molina. Apologies. Yeah. Well, we had the deal agreed by then. We won't, we won't be having the Tyson Fury deal agreed before the Pulev fight, but one thing's for sure, if AJ beats Pulev, we want to sign that fight immediately. Okay. Um, you're looking to move that fight as well, yes? Which one? AJ Pulev. Venue-wise, yes, there's a good chance it'll be at Wembley. Um, How do you get a thousand fans in there? Well, it holds nine thousand. No, I know that, but in the current well, that's what we're applying climate. for. You know, we're going to be presenting the government with a plan, um, a socially distanced seating plan that will enable fans to return to live sport, and that's very important. And what better event to do it at than the World Heavyweight Championship? One every nine seats. It's amazing maths. Really, I'd, but what if yeah. you come with someone? Well, obviously you can sit. I don't, look, we're putting together a plan to present to them, but a lot depends what happens after lockdown, doesn't it? Then they're certainly not going to approve anything until December the second or whatever it is. So we may end up with a week to sell the tickets, and they, by the way, they will go. We only need an hour. Yeah, actually, ten minutes. Be less than that. How do you even put a value in that? It's probably, I think, you know, thinking about it, the price of the seat will probably be, like if you're in the ringside seat, something like $10 million. No. Um, it will be, yeah, I know. It will, oh, no, it'll be, it'll be in relation to a normal event. I'm not, not gonna suddenly, you know, if you're in a tiered seat, it's gonna be a grand to sit there when it's, it's not, it's gonna be, similar prices to as if it was in the O2 arena, which can have a lot less people. Well, I hope you can pull that off, Edward. Thank you, mate. Be interesting. I, can't, I still can't believe AJ could be fighting behind closed doors. Every time I go down to Wembley to watch one of our shows, I keep thinking, wow, you know, I've got to go in a more, more media, want me? So. Right. Have you, you got, got anything else you'd like to add before No, the just enjoyed the show on Saturday and uh, we're absolutely flying, to be honest with you. I mean, Everybody's struggling, no one's really been able to put on big fights and we're just absolutely smashing it out of the park. We've got so much more coming. We're going to be in unbelievable beast mode in 2021 and we're going to take the whole thing over. That's about it really, mate. Ah, just, a, just a small plan mm. then. Uh, just a word that you are announcing a signing later on. Yes. But obviously don't mention it here because yep. this is the yep. young Fantastic now. fighter. Really pleased to get him on the team and we've got a number of other major signings coming over the next couple of weeks. We look forward to it. Edward, take it easy, keep it real. Respect, Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. <laughs>